0: Hey friends, this is your host Melin and I am back with another insightful and a factful episode about hospitality and its global overview. Once listening to me for the first time, I urged him to listen to my previous two episodes for continuity. It's like you all are watching friends, even if you don't watch it in sequence, it's still insightful and fun. But with uh, sequence, it will fill you up with content with context. So on that note, let's start. In the past few months, many people have begun to doubt the full recovery of hospitality industry after the economic downturn of 2020 and 21. Professionals and students have become discouraged from pursuing hospitality jobs or hospitality education altogether. Based on the incremental growth they observed starting in summer 21 post the pandemic uh, curbed went down, experts claim that employment and hospitality should bounce back with its full force in the next few years. In fact, they fear they might be there might be actually a talent shortage. And as the industry recovers, this talent shortage will be increasing more and more, which was actually already the case before the pandemic even started. right? So if you are wondering what the job outlook is for hospitality now that 2020, 2020 and 2021 has uh, passed away, look no further. In this podcast, you'll find the key insights on the further of uh, further future. Of hospitality from the global perspective. So how is the curve looking? I remember this uh, discussion going on during the pandemic that the India's GDP has gone down in a V-shape into minus part of the graph. right? Many pundits, economists mentioned that this was just not because of the COVID and the restrictions that it laid on the society. But also government's policies that were part of it since an year and a half ago right? But nothing of that happened and within an year or so we are standing at a very uh, futuristic and potential position where we all can see a great future ahead. Restrictions kept changing throughout 21, if you all remember. With current, recent uh, China outbreak if you all are following uh, the news, currently China is following a zero COVID policy they have a lot of outbreak happening and they are doing a lot things to Lot of things to actually curb it down although we have sufficient reasons to believe that hospitality industry will and is recovering this hypothesis is based on what we observed and the pundits observed at a global level till now that is as soon as restrictions are lifted people are and will be traveling and going out again over here i'll be introducing a term called revenge traveling and i'll explain this later the increased level of hygiene have given travellers a bigger sense of safety and security. And hotels, bars, restaurants, cruise lines have all become adept at swiftly implementing measures to benefit both staff as well as guests. On the other hand, the rollout of vaccines also seems promising towards the sector's recovery. I still remember my hotel doing it for everyone. So we were one of the... We are one of the largest and the biggest hotel with respect to the number of rooms, with respect to the number of people working in our hotels and so on and getting vaccines for everyone that too for free was a great thing to be done by the HR, by the, uh, by the people from the authority and so on so that being said it was a great thing from the end of the employers for the employees where there was a sense of safety about the health aspect as well. That being said. Hospitality, like most of the other sectors as well, will not remain unchanged. Events in blended format, mobile reservations, declarations of wellness and thermal scanning may all be part and parcel of the future events as well. The face recognition or the paperless check-in that we are hearing currently at Indian Airport which has just started two or three weeks ago is one such example of where technology and hospitality Come hand in hand, and about this, we have talked in our previous episode as well. Why tech and human involvement is important in any occupation per se. I again request anyone who's listening to me for the first time in this uh, podcast that if you can, you must go and listen to my other two podcasts as well for the power, for the purpose of continuity. There will be certain uh, nuances or uh, relations or context. That will be connected to the topics which I have already covered in my previous two episodes. What to expect for a change in the industry? In better words, what are the changes that we can expect in the industry coming forward? The COVID crisis has triggered numerous hotel transactions around the world. Sales, repositioning, rebranding, mergers and joint ventures. All of these are there in some other form. The main players, which are the hotel companies in this point of view, are looking for post-COVID growth opportunities or opportunistic investors who can help help them in this. All of them have one thing in common, that is they are betting on you know some sort of or an obvious rebound in the industry once the pandemic ends. While the most optimistic hotel industry professionals are expecting to go back to a pre-COVID level in terms of business by 2024, the wisest are betting. On year 25. So let me give you a simple analogy, which might be funny. It's a large joint family analogy, and I have done this myself. What I'm trying to tell you here is, imagine hospitality as a big, large family. They all stay. They all were working together with different families in different strata of the society. One was entrepreneurship the other family was uh, hotel industry the other was the flight crew the other was the crew the cruise line other was uh, elite butlers other the, some people were housekeeping some sections were uh, some section of the family were uh, fnb specific and so on and when there was adversities when there were the difficulties against the in, entire family they all came together and started doing things together and that brings us to the point or an example of tatas Tata's recently captured Air India after quite a number of years in the 70s late early 70s they used to hold the company but then they sold it to the government itself cut to 2022 they are back with Air India they already have Vistara and Airisha under their uh, umbrella and now keeping these three they will be having larger market share which aligns with the uh, interest of the employees that is Great number, n- More number of jobs, more number of uh, opportunities, more number of travel, uh, more number of seats, fleet of airplanes and so on. That's an example where how industries are repositioning themselves, rebranding themselves, there are num- more number of mergers and so on. What's further which is going to change? Leisure hotels. These hotels will be the quickest to go back on track. Once the pandemic is behind us, I have given you an example in the previous episode as well, where we are on the verge of seeing parallel and back-to-back marriage and ritual ceremonies happening in the, in, in the country as well as in the world. This uh, season, as we call it in the industry, the season is yet to take the uh, uphill, but is still on a very positive note where we see after a gap of three years, I probably say, that we have people going on coming in for good amount of rituals and marriage uh, events and are spending over it. Moreover, many people have been saving their money during the COVID crisis and want to revenge travel. Here comes the term which I mentioned. Meaning, they see travelling as a way to forget the past restrictions. Whatever adversities, dukh dard, and restrictions they faced in the last few years, revenge travelling or revenge travel gives them that rabbit hole release that they are looking for to reclaim their freedom. Next, lifestyle hotels, which represent an alternative to traditional luxury hotels, are very popular among the new generation, are also likely to become as popular as they were before COVID appeared in our lives. On the other hand, the hotels targeting a business clientele will have a harder time. The crisis has shown their clients that there is more to or more than just face-to-face seminars, physical seminars, training session, and budget meetings. Remote work is here to stay, and it requires less business trip as well. That's the funny part. Technology, both cheap and effective, is doing wonders, you know. For remote communication, management, etc., etc., and for the bureaucrats of the, of the industry. But I would strongly like to disagree with the statement which I presented to you just now, purposely, and what I found. Is this because the same hypothesis hypothesis, has failed in some other industries as well. Example, IT industry. It includes your IT, uh, IT big shots, specific tech companies or entertainment companies, edutech companies, startups, etc., which are on the verge of uh, crash. Loads of online advertising capital, which were set by advertisers to... Advertise themselves on the platforms such as Google, Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, in our country like Byju's, etc. Hence, we saw mass layoffs from these companies as a current trend. The example of Twitter, example of uh, Byju's, is not hidden from anyone. Twitter is a global example, Byju's is an Indian example that we can see. What else is important or is going to change? Customer behavior and expectation. We need to understand, we are a service-based industry. A service is specifically offered to a set audience of diverse demographics. Hence, if the nucleus is disturbed, then the entire structure cell is going to be. In my opinion, people seem to have been pushed to reconsider their priorities. Things which at one point were uh, were considered uh, essential took a backseat for many. In fact, studies show that consumer spending on discretionary items like traveling, eating out, entertainment would stay low and focus would be to stay on the basics like groceries, internet, mobile services and day-to-day shows. This indicates that there is still time for the hospitality industry to reach its glory to the pre-pandemic times. Similarly, those businesses that depend on travel and tourism sector are likely to suffer the lull. A similar sort of heart strokes are marked on trust of the customer, on our products and facilities, hygiene factors, defining customer ex- expectation, and at the same time engaging them with, while keeping the social distancing norm. So that is that nowadays we call it as the new normal, the new norm. So we need to create memorable stays and supersede customer expectation at the same time while keeping the safety norms at place so that brings us an extra element of uh, trust deficiency or there would be much harder things to be done from our end to please or actually give an experience that the customer is looking post the pandemic as far as i see our work in as the industry pillars just gets tougher but my friends, there's a saying about it when going gets tough tough gets going so on that note What I'll do is, I'll also explain you something for those people who stay on the other side of the table, that is, who are always on the side of the giving side, that is, the employees. The pandemic has impacted the view view people have on their work-life balance. We have discussed this in the first episode as well, Answering All the Whys, where we talked and talked about how the work-life balance could be addressed by the industry pundits and stalwarts. For instance... Hotels, restaurants have been experiencing many difficulties in rebuilding their teams for some time now, due to current shortage of the staff within the sector. This is likely to become even more apparent when the sector fully recovers. On the contrary, if you ask me, this is a very personalized comment that I want to make here. Various employees across all sectors felt the need and emergence to incentivize their peace of mind, mental well-being, well-being. And in general, targeting a harmonious work-life balance. Mass layoffs during the COVID and employers' inability to rehire post-COVID made lot of career go on a spree or on a journey of Ram Barose. People had no way other than to either bootstrap their own businesses or join a lesser salary job which they were at. Hospitality knows actually that they need to change. They need to change their approach. They need to change their approach towards management. And some companies are even considering removing certain layers of management to reduce salary cost, also known as lateral service. Let me explain you this. When I was in uh, OCLD, the immediate joining position that we were getting post post our uh, graduation initially was uh, junior souschef. But whilst we were graduating, the junior, junior sous-chef designation was stripped off and we were given a direct and a specific uh, designation of sous-chef. Now what this did was it deleted or, or stripped off one entire designation from the company, from the brand. That means all over the brand, you won't find junior sous-chefs. You will find senior CDPs, kitchen executives and then straight away to sous-chefs. So that was a great start for the career if people are from OCLD or from the EDP, uh, EDP section, but on the same hand, we also need to understand that what are they targeting at? These the companies they will then hire other employees and give them more trading so that they can perform more tasks and assume more responsibilities. In the end, these fewer hires will enjoy higher salaries, which will make the position more attractive. So that was some insight into what are the things that is going to change in the industry from a larger perspective or a larger point of view. But the question still remains that is hospitality still a good career path or not? Even though the future of hospitality will be heavily influenced by many factors, it definitely, in my opinion, remains a rewarding career path. Why is this? Because the essence and the main motivators of the industry will never or not change in the recent in the coming future as well these could be and i'll name them name them for you meeting people from different cultures in this statement, i can just imagine the song ilahi mera giya I. from the movie "Ye jawani hai Tiwani, where i i believe in from my generation lot of people who were inclined towards hospitality and traveling was because of that movie You know, I want to walk, walk, and all those things. So, that still remains, right? Working in a diverse and dynamic environment. Hospitality, in my opinion, is one of the toughest uh, civil jobs that you can find on earth. Because uh, there is no sense of uh, work-life balance over there. And people do enjoy that. They take pride in it. Although it's not healthy, that's a different set of uh, conversation. But yes, people take pride in... No, working uh, 90% of 24 hours they have in their life. Right? The next one is travel opportunities. Again, the example of diwani Travel opportunities while you're working in the industry, if you're a part of a cruise line, or an airline industry, or uh, with a good brand in hotel industry, you traveling towards the corners of the world is a must. Right? The next is once settled in the career or even you get a high, early rise in your career the industry will open its door for second or passive incomes and experiential factors to come in you'll get loads of experiences with different cultures you will have different sorts of or different sources in precise to off incomes and so on hospitality is a government backed industry which is true in the last episode we have talked about how india and indian government has accounted for tourism department and given a loads of capital for, and has been backing hospitality since COVID-19. Last but not the least, hospitality is an entrepreneurship, heavy industry. This is again true. It's it, the hospitality gives you, as I've discussed earlier, gives you second source of income. So COVID-19 has taught us that just one source of income would not uh, last you forever anything and everything that is coming against us with respect to uh, adversities in career, in health sector or in any forms of uh, life that we will be facing. One thing is very, pretty common that you can take it as a thumb rule or a universal rule more than one income source is going to be the new norm with respect to financial rules. right? So these were few good reasons that I can give you in order to still choose why hospitality would be an option for you if you are about to make a choice about hospitality or you are already in the industry and going forward with it. Right. So what I would say towards the end of the podcast is by choosing to study hospitality or even continuing a job in the sector at this time, you can use the challenges presented by the pandemic to come up with innovation, innovative solutions and approaches. Likewise, hospitality, hospitality education in coming years will give you access to the latest development and research on dealing with industry crisis. If you are already working in the hospitality, this is a great time to develop your res- resilience and leadership skills. Moreover, your ability to adapt to change will una- will be adding another set of assets to your career. And as time prevails, this skill will be transferable from your education to your professional life as well. One thing is certain, if you want to stand out as a hospitality student, professional or a job seeker in this era, you will have to make more initiatives towards your own learning and development. This also means that you need to understand which trends are shaping the hospitality industry since they directly influence the hospitality education jobs and your personal skills. On this topic, I will be creating another podcast with respect to specific skills, trends that you need for the job or education in the hospitality. But let me close today's podcast on this note. I hope as well as I believe that all these episodes along with its predecessor has brought some and enough light and perspective about hospitality sector as a career option about just as a sector, about entrepreneurship and different fields you could opt from. Well, guys, my next episode is not quite far away. I will try to fit in two episodes in a week. For my next episode, which is going to be a new section in the uh, in the podcast by the commentary box, the new section will be called as commentary with the guest name. So for the next episode, I am going to invite a young, versatile and an avid football enthusiast and current duty manager of Trident Hyderabad, and also my batchmate from OCLE days, none other than Mr. Shamavarai. Also, I'll request all my listeners to provide a shout out or at least a Uh, a mention in the stories if they're finding the podcast to be helpful with some with some or other things in their journey of hospitality because this will be a direct feedback for me that i am doing a right job with respect to the content and i'll keep doing these things or at least i'll get a feedback that i'm not doing things correctly so if you get a chance to just put a story about the podcast or just dm me on instagram and you can dm me on my two handles which i have provided you either my either my food blog that is the boiser Card or uh, the directly on the commentary underscore box on instagram also the ones who have my whatsapp can connect me over there as well until then as i say always keep learning he- keep your head high thank you